I'm gonna need a five-star review. Five-star ride. I'd like to share with you one of our five-star reviews. Hey, five stars. Five-star review time here on Orange Fizz Radio. Ian Unsworth with me, Matt Bonaparte. Uh, it's time for to talk some SU basketball recruiting. Quadir Copeland, the four-star guard, is going to make his decision on August 10th. Syracuse was included in his top eight that he released. I think that Syracuse has a decent shot at this kid, Ian. What do you think? I would say so. 24-7 think so with the five crystal ball predictions all pointing towards the way of the 3-1-5. And from what we've heard, Quadir Copeland has been sold on Syracuse from day one. It's not a situation like we've seen with other recruits in the class of 2022. Um, some big guys from the Northeast, who I'm, I'm not going to mention their names, but they get that Syracuse offer very early on, and then other schools come into the fold, and they start to waver and go elsewhere. No, Copeland has been locked on with the Orange, no pun intended, from day one, and he's exactly the type of player that Jim Beheim wants. 6'6", six, six, you know, has a plenty of room to add some weight on his frame, but he's long, he can handle the ball and play like a point guard, but also has extremely solid downhill skills to go score. And that's exactly what Jim Beheim wants. So, I think Copeland's a lock. The only other place that 24-7 could possibly have him going is Maryland. I, I just don't think so. Syracuse all the way from it. I don't think he's going to Maryland either. I think he will be a member of the 2022 Syracuse Orange. And currently, if you look at the 2022 basketball recruiting ranking, Syracuse sits at 10th. Uh, I think if they get Copeland, they could hop into the top five. That would be pretty exciting for SU fans. I don't know if it'll end that way. Uh, but Syracuse is at a point right now in which they are flashing once again that they have that ability to go out and get these really, really good players uh, that 22 class is really, really impressive. You've got Kamari Lands, you've got Justin Taylor, and hopefully now Quadir Copeland, uh, if you can get him on August 10th. That's incredibly impressive. And going forward, that just means that you're back on your way to becoming the recruiting powerhouse you were in the early 2010s when Syracuse could kind of get their hands on just about anybody uh, and really make those runs into the Final Four, be one of those teams who's a perennial number one C in the NCAA tournament, winning 30 games a year. Um, Syracuse is on, on its way back, and, and don't be surprised when they're back there in the mid-2020s uh, and they're making waves once again, and Jim Beheim's still on the sidelines because as far as we know, he's not going anywhere anytime soon. I don't know if he is, but he says he's not. Adam Zagoria says he's not. I mean... At this point, whatever Bayheim's doing, it's still working, so I'm not complaining. Absolutely. I, I will pause the breaks on the old 30-win season because the ACC is a completely different beast it's fair. to where we were in the early 2010s. But I think the other thing that plays well for Syracuse, at least, is that Jim Bayheim, and we've said this a lot in a negative light, right? Jim Bayheim is not going after the top five prospects in the nation. He's not, you know, shooting for the stars with these five-star prospects. But as the recruiting world gets more and more complicated, I think now is the time when Jim Beheim's strategy over the past five years of finding his guys is going to really, really work. Because now, high school prospects are getting offered boatloads of cash by the G League, the, the Australian League. Different schools are going to come with these NIL deals, and 
it's going to turn into a bidding war for you know top five guy after top five guy after top five guy kids are going to reclassify they're going to do all these things so that they can get to the money and why not you're 16 years old 17 years old you have bucket loads of potential go for it but for a guy like justin taylor or a guy like copeland or maybe a, a less heralded recruit you're not going to get all those deals you know nobody in the nba is coming to you and saying hey we have $750,000 for you to come train with us in California. These guys might feel a little left out. So having that reassurance, that cozy blanket of one of the most legendary coaches in all of college basketball coming to you and saying, you're my guy, that's, that's such a big confidence boost. And that's something that's going to grab them and also their parents right away. And I think that's what Bayheim did with Copeland. I'm not saying that he's bad. By no means are any of these guys bad. They're just not going to be in contention for $500,000 because right now social media runs recruiting. And if you're not one of those top five, top 10 guys that's constantly on ESPN and overtime, you're just not going to get the looks. But for Jim Beheim, it's working. It is really working, staying sort of low in the weeds and finding his guys. And I think what we've learned about Beheim and, and SU's basketball recruiting uh, over the past 10 years is that even when they aren't the biggest offer on the board and guys aren't looking at Syracuse like they're the best team they could possibly play for, Syracuse will go out and find the guys that you're talking about and make them stars. Marek Dolajai was literally nobody before he came to Syracuse. He was quite literally had no chance. Like And, ba and Syracuse took a, a chance on him, and he became a fan favorite and a guy that they needed. They absolutely needed Without Marek Dolajai, they wouldn't have won half the games they did during his tenure. So you have to give Bayheim and the team credit there in that they made what they could with what they had. Uh, and they were still really good at times, and they made a couple of Sweet 16 runs. So uh, there's a lot of... Uh, you have to give a lot of credit there. Uh, but let's look over at one of Syracuse's all-time rivals, and those are the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, Coach K is retiring at the end of the season. You've got John Shire stepping in after him, a guy that has been recruiting for Coach K for a little while now, and a guy that brought in Kyle Filipowski and now Derek Whitehead. Syracuse has an issue, and like they've always had, battling Duke, because John Shire is not stopping anytime soon. They're reining guys in, just bringing them right in, uh, and these Duke's going to be good again. They're going to be great. Well, Filipowski started off as one of those guys that Jim Beheim sort of picked out of the rough, right? That diamond that nobody else really saw. But then AAU basketball is a double-edged sword because guys can pop out of the woodwork like that. And that's what Filipowski did. I mean, who doesn't want a 6'11 center that can run and shoot? And Filipowski had a great year with the Wrens and just shot up recruiting boards. He went from probably a 50th, 55th, 60th best prospect in the nation when I think we at the Fizz first started talking about him in December and January, and he's he's in the 20s right now. And, well, Whitehead, on the other hand, was he was a top 10 nationally ranked recruit throughout this whole cycle. People have known he's legit, but I talk about the G League and their, their, you know, their, their deep, deep pockets. Whitehead turned down 500,000 to go play at Duke. That's wild. And nevertheless, both of these guys are from the Northeast. 
Whitehead's from Newark, and Filipowski's from Massachusetts. That's the only problem I have with Duke, is that they are coming into what once was, what could still be considered as Syracuse's backyard and just picking out these prospects. They get their guys. Yeah, that is the issue that I think a lot of people see, like you do, Ian, is that these are the guys that Syracuse should probably be uh, in the race for, and they were in the race for Filipowski for a while, and it, and it looked like there was a decent chance that he was going to go to Syracuse, but as the Duke visit date got closer and closer, I think we all realized what was going to happen there. And I mean, just look at the guy. He looks like a Duke player. Um, <laughs> looks like Christian Leitner. It's just the exact same thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there is a lot of competition, but John Shire is really, really good at what he does in terms of recruiting. Uh, and the Duke name holds a, a lot of weight. Uh, guys love joining that brotherhood down in Durham, and I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. They had a bit of a lull last year. They weren't really all that good, uh, but they're going to be back on top in no time, and Duke is going to be, once again, a very feared team. But the question I have for you, Ian, is do you see Syracuse getting to a point in which they can really rival that within the next two or three years? I think that they do have that potential within the next 10 years to get back there, but how quickly do you think that happens, if it does? Well, you brought up this point earlier, Bones. It's all going to start with this class of 2022 because Kamari Lands and Justin Taylor are two prospects that are nationally known, and Taylor was another guy that shot up recruiting boards after this AAU circuit, and he stayed with the Orange. He, you know, didn't go hometown, didn't go to Virginia, didn't go anywhere else that, you know, gave him a pretty alluring offer, stayed with Syracuse, and these are, these are guys that had offers from national national schools. They could have gone to California, could have gone to Texas, anywhere in the United States. They could have chosen to play their college ball. But they go to Syracuse. And so Jim Beheim, after a couple years of unheralded guys, yes, Quincy Garrier was a four, low four-star recruit out of Canada. So it's not like people are really high on him going into college. And yes, he's elsewhere now, but my point still stands. He he turned into a great player. And if Jim Beheim can turn Kamari Lands and Justin Taylor into great collegiate basketball players, then I think you start to see more and more high-level prospects looking at Syracuse. Because all it takes is one or two good seasons. Auburn is now a recruiting force. They had one good year. And they also have Bruce Pearl, who's handing out bags of cash left and right. LSU is a recruiting power, and Will Wade's cheating his way to success. I mean, all it takes is one or two good years in college basketball, and you are set for life. Nate Oates and Eric Musselman down south with Arkansas and Alabama, respectively. These dudes are now getting five-star after five-star because they had one good season. So if Syracuse can have a year or two where they compete for the ACC, they make another Sweet 16 run, people are going to be looking at the 315 and starting to come north. You're absolutely right. Uh, we'll be wrapping up shop when we come back. Fictional Fizz and Fizz Feedback are waiting for you after the break. You're listening to Orange Fizz Radio on the Score 1260. 